welcome to another episode of Public Health Perspectives. Today I have the pleasure of conversing with Whitney Anderson. Whitney is a student at St. Louis University and she'll be receiving her Master of Public Health degree in May of 2021. Her focus area is maternal and child health and epidemiology. She just finished up an internship for an organization called Generate Health, which works to serve Black pregnant and parenting families. And so to start, Whitney, can you give just a little bit of background about yourself? Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me today. I would be happy to share a little bit of background. So my name is Whitney Anderson. I received my bachelor's degree in 2016, actually, from St. Louis University. And I did study public health as an undergraduate student. And now I'm currently wrapping up my master's degree in public health with a joint concentration in maternal and child health and epidemiology. I also do have a medical background as well. So throughout undergrad, I developed this interest in just really understanding how population trends and health outcomes that we often see in the public health field really intersect with the personalized care provided in the medical field. And I also work currently full-time in the public health field where I've really had some great experience with seeing this interconnection. So I definitely hope to continue exploring this while addressing important health issues that really affect people on both an individual level and a population level moving forward. Great. And so can you talk a little bit about your role with Generate Health? Absolutely, yes. I interned for nine months with Generate Health, primarily assisting the team called Flourish More, where the more stands for Motivation Outreach for the Restoration of Equity. And so Flourish More was launched with the goal to address different housing issues that can and have impacted Black pregnant and parenting families in St. Louis. I was actually brought on to help this team with fulfilling the goals that were outlined and a special grant that Generate Health actually received to provide resources and support for residents of a local housing complex during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. So this housing complex is made up of many Black pregnant and parenting families with small children under the age of five. And Generate Health staff, along with members of the Flourish More team in particular, really recognized how living in quality and affordable housing conditions with access to basic resources, especially during a public health crisis like this, were all really crucial components towards just maintaining a sense of health and well-being for these families. So I came on as an epidemiology intern to assist the group with tasks that were related to the deliverables of the grant, as well as to ultimately provide just meaningful data that would help to inform the group's efforts. I also attended meetings, took notes to document important discussions had amongst community members and partners, and I provided input regarding ways that we could really evaluate our efforts. And so I saw that you recently developed a paper around your work entitled The Impacts of Housing on Health Equity and Steps for System Changes. And I noticed that you included some of those personal narratives and it made it so much more real. What was it like conducting those interviews? Yes, so so, so much went into this report. There was so much feedback and editing that went on, which at the time just seemed really long and just like a back and forth. But in hindsight, it was so necessary because I'm really happy with how the report came out. And most importantly, I really wanted to ensure that it was representative of some of the personal experiences that community members have had. And what's actually interesting is that the personal narrative section of this report that relayed some of those experiences was actually the last section to get added. And this was done only after going through the report multiple times and just realizing that the individual experiences of community members was not originally reflected in the first draft, despite the fact that this is a huge component of the conversation surrounding the impact of housing quality on health. 
particularly for black pregnant women and families with small children. So after realizing that, receiving helpful feedback from other Generate Health staff and community members, I reached out to a few individuals who are actually members of Flourish More, who were just more than happy to share their experiences with navigating the housing sector and how it's impacted their health and well-being. And I'd say that listening to their stories was really just an eye-opening experience. And I'm so grateful to them for allowing me to highlight their experiences in this way. I also conducted 30-minute phone interviews with different housing stakeholders throughout the St. Louis region, which consisted of me asking them a set of questions surrounding their work in the housing sector, as well as what changes they may have noticed over time and the impact that these changes may have on Black pregnant and parenting families. So the information collected from these interviews was just very important in putting this report together, and it ended up being presented to the Flourish More team as a great resource for other stakeholders. Sounds like very interesting work and amazing work. And so now in public health, and although it's always been a thing, but there's been way more push to really look at those social determinants of health, and especially given the events within the past couple years, really looking at racism as a public health issue. And so, especially when it comes to housing, sometimes it seems like that connection between having adequate housing and positive health outcomes is sort of overlooked. And so, can you talk a little bit about how housing serves as a social determinant of health and how that systematic racism has affected that availability to non-white individuals? Absolutely, yes. And I would definitely agree with that, that the connection between adequate housing and health outcomes is often overlooked. That's very true. It certainly does seem like the connection doesn't get as much recognition as some other social determinants of health. And part of that has to do with the data that is collected and reported. So throughout the stakeholder interviews that I just spoke about, one of the individuals I interviewed is an epidemiologist who noted that housing data can be a bit more difficult to ascertain. And for that reason, it just makes it a bit harder to screen the problem and convey this to other audiences in order for something to be done. I myself had minimal knowledge on this connection prior to completing this internship, so I can say that I learned a ton through this experience. And one thing I was able to explore while completing the Impact of Housing Report was the St. Louis Health Equity Indicators Dashboard, which is actually available at the stlewis-mo.gov website. And this dashboard really highlights many of the issues that St. Louis is experiencing. It does a great job of really outlining how housing truly determines access to opportunity and resources. So in particular, racial segregation is a persistent problem in the St. Louis region. And vacant properties and evictions are currently way more prevalent in black neighborhoods. Additionally, residents of majority black neighborhoods in St. Louis are less likely to have access to amenities than residents of majority white neighborhoods. So these are aspects of the housing sector that represent inequity and have contributed towards fewer resources being available for black residents in comparison to their white counterparts. Fewer opportunities and resources, in turn, directly impacts one's ability to obtain health care coverage, their ability to actually access quality and affordable health care services with the coverage that they do have, their chances of being able to seek out culturally competent providers that they can trust, and many more. So housing overall influences all of these factors which have a direct impact on one's physical and mental health. And then when we talk about racism, we know that historically practices rooted in systemic racism such as redlining and restrictive deed covenants that intentionally kept black people from owning property and occupying certain spaces had and continue to have detrimental effects on how black communities really navigate the housing sector. So I think what many don't realize is that these acts that were rooted in perpetuating systemic racism have really had a generational effect on the populations they aim to exclude. So 
this is a major contributing factor towards many of the issues that we're seeing today. Right. And speaking of the many issues that we have, when it comes to birth outcomes, Black women tend to deal with poor health outcomes and increased risk of maternal mortality at a rate that is three to four times that of white women. And it's so important to even consider thinking about the conditions that both mother and baby are going back home to. So can you talk about some of the issues that some of the mothers kind of mentioned facing regarding housing and some of the efforts that are being made to remedy these situations? Absolutely. From the opportunity that I had to intern and learn more from the community members that this special grant was designed to assist, it seems like many of these issues are a reflection of other larger issues just mentioned that are actively impacting the health of St. Louis residents in very inequitable ways. I learned that the community members at the Flourish More team aimed to support throughout this grant were actually residents of a housing complex that had recently suffered from a mice infestation issue that took years to resolve. So during this time of having to live in such conditions, families and children living there were negatively impacted physically and mentally, and some larger families were even separated at the time due to having to be relocated as a result of the health hazards. Some residents had expressed that living in these ongoing conditions with this mice infestation with no other options was a really stressful situation to be in. And this resulted in exacerbations of certain underlying health conditions for many. So it's important to consider how these may be amplified for a woman carrying a child or a woman who just gave birth with a fragile newborn that is developing an immune system of their own. I think many often overlook how the place where you lay your head at night and where your children lay their heads at night has such an impact on your health and well-being, and even more so for pregnant women and very small children. Lack of quality and affordable housing options can have extremely detrimental effects for them, particularly when there are very few other options available. And it really may cause some to feel that they just must tolerate these poor conditions in order to have a place to stay and avoid homelessness. So in speaking with Generate Health staff and getting their input on how we can work to remedy these situations, I learned that this really has to be a systemic effort. The same way that it is a systemic problem, all systems have to really be able to work together to ensure that we eliminate these barriers that are actively contributing to these issues. And I've also learned how important it is to advocate for housing policies, as well as other policies that will impact Black women and moms in particular. Establishing genuine relationships and building trust with the community is another important step towards eliminating barriers. Close relationships are really often how people are able to learn about new services and obtain referrals to needed services. These are all just examples of the types of efforts that can be done and the types of things that Generate Health staff is really consistently doing to address this overwhelming disparity that you mentioned in birth outcomes for Black women. You know, a lot of times, especially in small communities, especially for people who are disenfranchised, people in and surrounding these communities who are in need, they feel really powerless um, as far as like doing anything about their situation. And so kind of taking it from a socio-ecological approach, what are some ways that people can sort of help at every level, especially like at some of those interpersonal and community levels, especially getting community members really hands-on and involved in the policies and practices that are going to be affecting them directly? Sure. Well, definitely interacting with the community, building relationships, establishing trust are all really important and really essential ways towards providing one's support and just helping. And actually, while I unfortunately was unable to attend, I know that Generate Health hosted an outreach event during my internship for members of the mentioned housing complex where they provided care packages consisting of 
diapers, hand sanitizers, masks, and many more. And there were also fun family-friendly raffle prizes that residents have the opportunity to win. And they have these health screenings and referrals available on site as well. And based on the feedback that I heard following this event, there were so many opportunities to connect with the residents and just build genuine relationships while also referring residents to preventive health services. So efforts like these are really just great ways to really pitch in and help to eliminate barriers for families on an interpersonal level. It's also important to get involved in community-level efforts going on to work towards achieving equity as well. And these include supporting local community organizations that provide services with these goals in mind, also advocating for community members by supporting efforts that will improve their built environment, and speaking out against efforts that will be detrimental to their built environment is essential as well. Oftentimes, efforts are most effective when there's a strong support system. So it really is on everyone to ensure that the members of the community that we live in are not being left behind. Definitely. And so, Whitney, of course, with all of your experience, especially this great work that you've done, you're going to be an asset no matter where you go. And I can tell that you're really passionate about the work. What are your future public health plans? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm glad that you can tell that I I have a passion for this work because I really do. And I, I want to be able to serve any community that I am in in the future. So I do appreciate that. I can say that I truly feel very fortunate to have had this experience as an intern at Generate Health while also being able to work hands-on in the public health field full-time. I definitely see myself advancing my career as a public health practitioner following my graduation with my master's in about a month, and I hope to continue to serve in the St. Louis area where I can really be in a position to just help address maternal and child health issues and specifically racial and ethnic disparities in health outcomes in this focus. I would also love to be able to do this work while possibly in a clinical patient-facing setting so that I can really experience that intersection between public health and health care for other students who are interested in, in maternal and child health, epidemiology, or just public health practice in general. Definitely be willing to step out of your comfort zone because I wouldn't have learned as much as I now know about the impact that housing has on health if I hadn't done so myself. St. Louis University provides so many opportunities both in and out of the classroom, and it may not be the same case at some other schools. So is there anything that you can recommend for other students who may be interested in your field of research or practice? Yes, definitely. I can say that I personally got really comfortable with always researching topics that I was already pretty familiar with which is why I feel like this internship was such an amazing experience for me. I went into it with very little knowledge about the impacts of housing on health, particularly for Black pregnant women and their families, and this was a challenge for me. It allowed me to learn so much more than I ever thought I would. So I would definitely recommend and advise that other students who are looking for opportunities and pursuing other chances to be able to serve their communities understand that it's really important to challenge yourself and just try new things. I now have a much better understanding of the housing sector. And for me, it's hard to really look at other maternal and child health outcomes without somehow factoring housing into the equation now. So as I mentioned, I believe stepping out of one's comfort zone will allow other students to learn so much more the same way that I did. So utilizing your connections and reaching out to others and reaching out to people that you may or may not know, establishing that connection and networking, which is also how I ended up getting this internship as well. And then ultimately, I'd recommend interning or volunteering with Generate Health. If you're in the St. Louis region and have a particular interest in maternal and child health, I can say there is such a wonderful organization with a team that really is dedicated to what they do. And it's just very refreshing and inspiring to see. So 
I'm very grateful for the opportunity I had to intern. I would strongly recommend that other students seek out experiences like this that will help them step out of their comfort zones as well as it can be and is very, very rewarding. Thank you so much, Whitney, for joining the show and telling us about your public health journey. And honestly, thank you so much for being an advocate for people who oftentimes do not have a voice. And people sometimes, they just need someone to care. Thank you for being that person, especially for these people in this community. Absolutely. Well, I I definitely appreciate the recognition. I also, again, want to recognize Generate Health and others in this community who are doing similar work. I definitely agree with you that it is extremely important. Again, thank you to Whitney Anderson for being on the show. Thanks to St. Louis University and especially Laura Shrub, who's the MPH Internship Coordinator for the College of Public Health and Social Justice. This podcast and all others can be found on the journal's companion site, JPHMP Direct. If you'd like to check out an issue of the journal, please visit journals.lww.com forward slash JPHMP.